I've been watching the TV show The Walking Dead, which is soon to start its fourth season. I know it's zombies, but I love it. It's a great show. It's your basic end-of-the-world zombie apocalypse drama, and you've got these small bands of people who are struggling to survive in the wake of the zombie apocalypse. And uh, Kristen pointed out one night, um, having not watched it as uh, thoroughly as I, that it's not an overly happy show, um, and she wasn't too keen on watching it, because it was often all these tragic situations over and over, and the survivors were just struggling so much to get a keep going, and then a couple episodes after that she was totally hooked. But I noticed that the level of drama in the show and the intensity of the emotion expressed by the characters in the show was no different than the other shows that I've seen. We were watching some uh, family drama set in modern times and everyday regular kinds of situa situations and struggles and the characters, they were fighting about something like teenage kids, drama kind of stuff. I mean, the parents and the kids. And they were screaming and shouting and, I mean, every bit as intense of emotion and drama as the people in the end of the world zombie apocalypse show. And all I could think is, y'all need to chill. It's not the end of the world. It seems that our level for drama and the intensity of our emotions can pretty well be amped up to fill whatever struggle we happen to be going through. But by and large, our struggles aren't the end of the world. Ten lepers were cleansed by Jesus, and for them, their leprosy, while not the end of the world, was the end of their getting to interact with non-leprous people until their leprosy was healed. They had to be quarantined from the rest of the people according to the laws of Israel, and once they were cured, they couldn't re-enter society until showing themselves to the priest and being declared clean. But notice that Jesus sent them off to show themselves to the priests before he cured them. They were supposed to be checking in with the priests every seven days, so I assume Jesus was having them go to the priests partially to keep them walking and living as Israelites, rather than despairing and giving up entirely, not checking in with the priest, feeling that there was no point. You may be leprous, but in this small way you can still live as faithful Jews. Go and present yourself to the priest. And then on the way they were cured, and only one of them returned to thank Jesus. And to be fair, the other nine were likely doing what Jesus had commanded them to do. They were running to see the priest. Now that they could be declared clean, especially, and re-enter society. The laws of Israel demanded that they go see the priest and couldn't wait. If they didn't get the ritual part of their religion done immediately, it really wasn't the end of the world. They were so concerned with getting back to the priest and back to society that they missed the opportunity for gratitude. And we are often so concerned with the various goings on in our lives that we too can miss opportunities for gratitude. Big things and small things. And we're the ones who suffer for that. When we're so busy trying to get things done and so worried about the things we have to do in our life that we can't be grateful for even the little things that we have, then we often end up feeling like whatever we're going through at the time is the end of the world, even when what we're going through is just the regular stuff of daily life. But I think it's safe to say that so far all of the struggles through which we live in our daily lives and even the joys and challenges of everyday life are not the end of the world. And I don't mean to minimize the struggles that we face. And so 
sometimes the tragedies that we face. But keeping or seeking a grateful heart, even when we are struck with actual tragedy, can help us through that tragedy and not be overcome by darkness, but by overcoming darkness with light. For the people of Israel in our reading from Jeremiah today, life definitely felt like the end of the world. And God, through Jeremiah, was telling the people to overcome the darkness with light. Jerusalem had been destroyed. The nations of Israel and Judah no longer existed. And God was telling the people who were being taken away captive into the land of exile to pray for the welfare of the land of exile. Pray for the welfare of Babylon, the very land whose army just sacked Jerusalem. Live and thrive in the land of exile. Build houses, take wives, start families, pray for the welfare of Babylon. For in their welfare you will find your welfare. Continue being a light to the nations, I hear God saying. Live as Israelites in the land of exile. But don't sequester yourselves. Live among the people of Babylon and to be a light to them, showing them the joys and the beauty of the kingdom of God. Your nation has been destroyed. You're being brought captive into Babylon, but you are still Israelites. And you are still God's people, chosen to be a light to the nations. Jerusalem is destroyed, but it isn't the end of the world. Be grateful, because you are still God's people. You are still a light to the nations. Be grateful and let that light of your gratitude and the light of God shine in your lives for others in Babylon to see. And so too for all of us in the little apocalypses of our lives and the daily joys and triumphs and our struggles and our times of tragedy, even then Jesus commands us to keep grateful hearts. Not denying our pain or not denying tragedy, but also seeking to be grateful for the ways in which we are blessed. And if we're honest, sometimes we're simply not going to be able to be all that grateful. And I don't think we're supposed to feel particularly guilty about that. The nine guys in the Gospel story today were tacitly reprimanded for their lack of gratitude, and they've just been cleansed of leprosy. But Jesus didn't tell people in the midst of tragedy shame on you for being sad and despondent. You should be grateful for, I don't really know for what, but you should be grateful, darn it. We are allowed to be sad. And we seek gratitude. We seek to keep grateful hearts, realizing that so many of our challenges really aren't the end of the world. And when tragedy does strike, we keep our hope in Jesus. Realizing the words of Psalm 62, For God alone my soul in silence waits, from him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my stronghold, so that I shall not be greatly shaken. We keep our hope and our confidence in God, realizing that even the actual end of the world is going to be redeemed. We can keep gratitude in our hearts as we look forward to the restoration and recreation of all things in the resurrection, which will fortunately look nothing at all like a zombie apocalypse. 
Amen.